The international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, it's the midweek, and we are thankful to the Lord for the privilege to be right here today, and thank you for joining us. Always glad whenever we have a good audience on all of our stations out across the country and around the world. Now, today being Wednesday, let me invite you and remind you that uh, most good churches have a midweek service, either Wednesday night, some of them on Thursday. But I think if you'll make it your business to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you'll be glad that you did in the long haul. It'll be good for you, and I encourage you to do it. Now, I also want to just kind of bring you up to speed here on where we are. We've been looking at the Bible passages that have that I am phrase. We first of all looked at the I am statements of Jesus, and then we've been looking the last few days at the I am statements of the Apostle Paul. For example, we noticed that he had some things to say about what to do when he was accused. The powers that be said to him, you're mad. You are absolutely mad. And he said, oh, no, I am not mad. And uh, they, of course, they were talking about him being insane, being crazy, being out of his mind. And that, of course, didn't go down well. Now, all of these kinds of statements, he mentioned how that he was an ambassador in bonds, how that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. All of those built around an I am statement. Well, today, I want us to look at three more of his I am statements that tell us that he was fully devoted to the Lord. And so I call this message today, the I am of full devotion. These are very strategic issues that he addresses. Every time he says, I am, I'm telling you, he's giving us something that is instructive and it is inspirational. I'm talking about learning from a giant in the faith. You know, when you think about your devotion, the level of that devotion will determine a lot. Sometimes people indicate that they're devoted to Christ, but you pretty soon discover that it's just kind of what we call ankle-deep devotion. It's not very deep at all, very shallow. And sometimes people are fully devoted, and they are fully devoted no matter whether they're up on the mountain or down in the valley. And that's exactly where we find the Apostle Paul day after day after day. Now, there are three passages in the book of Philippians where he uses the I am statement. And we're going to look at all three of those here momentarily. The first one is in chapter number one, verses 23, 24, and 25. Here's what he says. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. So what he's telling us here is he's already far enough along in his life, deep enough into his physical life and deep enough into his spiritual life that he's thinking about heaven. He's thinking about what it's going to be like when he is with the Lord in heaven. And he said, uh, I'm someone ambivalent about that. Uh, I'm thinking about being with the Lord, and I know that'd be far better than anything here. But at the same time, he said, I know that you, talking about his friends in Philippi, he said, I know that you need me. I know that I'm still serving a purpose with you. So for me to stay here 
is really important. It's more needful that I do that. I'd love to be with the Lord, but I need to be here with you. And he said, I'm going to just do what I need to do because I have in mind your furtherance and your joy of faith. That is, he's wanting to continue to build up these folks in Philippi. And uh, so he says, even though I am in this strait betwixt two, in other words, I'm just looking at both options, looking at the eternal option that's coming after death, and looking at the present option of going ahead and living out life to the full. And I think this tells us, here is a man who is fully devoted to the Savior. He has himself totally given over to the Lord, to serve the Lord, to do the Lord's business. And he does so because he looks at these people in churches like here in Philippi that he had a big part in. I mean, he was a part of seeing the people saved there, part of getting the church organized. And whenever we realize that he has invested himself so deeply in them, and because of his commitment to the Lord, he's committed to them. And being committed to them, he is willing to go the extra mile. He's willing to do whatever he needs to do in order to further serve them and to see them really, uh, shall we say, get on the top of the mountain. It's important for them. And he said, I'll want to go to heaven, and I would love to do that someday. But he's willing to stay put in order for the Lord to be honored in Philippi and for these folks to continue to grow and be strong in their faith. Now, there's another passage here in Philippians where he uses the I am statement. And this is in chapter 3 and verse 12, where he says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now, what he's saying is, the Lord caught me. The Lord came after me. The Lord caught me. He apprehended me. And so, having been apprehended of Christ, and I tell you, I like that concept. I like the idea that uh, it's like you've been caught, uh, you're locked in, and uh, you have just really given yourself over to the Lord, and you are tight with Him. And he says, I am apprehended of Christ Jesus, and uh, yet he says, I haven't attained everything that I want to attain. I'm not there yet. Now here again, after having given the Philippian church the instruction that he wanted to stay put, stay on this earth for their benefit, here he is now saying that he himself still has things he wants to do, growth that he wants to experience in his own life. Now, dear friends, whenever you and I come to Christ, that doesn't mean we're full grown. It does not mean at all that we have achieved everything that we should in terms of our own personal development. And he's telling us here, we've been caught by Christ. We've been apprehended by him. But at the same time, we need to give ourselves so devotedly that we will indeed continue to grow. Verse 13 that follows that, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he's just telling us, I'm not done yet. I'm not there yet. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep developing. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to continue. And what's he telling us? He's fully devoted to being who he is, fully devoted to being the Christian he ought to be, fully devoted to the ministry. And that kind of devotion 
may be rare, but it's the kind that every one of us ought to strive for. Now, we come down to another passage, this one in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 11 and 12. And watch for the I am statements because there are two of them here, one in each verse. Verse 11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. When we looked at chapter 1, when he said, I'm a straight betwixt two, I call that the I am of ambivalence. He is really just looking up and yet looking around. And he's got both options in mind. But the other one here in chapter 3 and verse 12, where he talked about being apprehended of Christ, I call that the I am of resolve. He is resolved about who he's going to be. Now, in this case here in chapter 4, we're talking about the I am of support. Uh, He is devoted to these people just like he's devoted to Christ, fully devoted. Now then, we find out he, as a missionary, as an evangelist, is depending on support from these churches to pay the bills so that he can continue to preach in city after city and plant churches all over the place. So what do we do here? Well, we've got to support this man. Now, what he tells us is, I'm talking about some of this, talking about the support that he's getting. And he said, it's not because that I'm running short. It's not because I have a shortfall. It's not because I can't pay my bills. But he said, uh, honestly, I am content I will be content. I've learned to be content. I'm not going to let money become the driving force in my life or in my ministry. In fact, you may remember the Bible tells us that Paul was a tent maker, and a lot of the times he made tents to pay his own bills, and he was content to work as he needed to in order to be able to do what he needed to do. And so in some cases, he was making his own way. But anyway, he goes on to say here, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. What's he saying? Well, I know what to do when I got a paycheck. I know what to do when I don't get a paycheck. I know what to do whenever everything is full. And I know what to do when the cupboard's empty. He's just telling us, I'm going to make it. I'm going to stay true. I'm going to serve the Lord, pay or no pay. Now, that's the kind of resolve, personally, that I think every preacher, every servant of God, ought to have. We ought to be so committed that we will do everything we can. Now, I'll be candid to say to you, even though those who have full devotion are willing to serve pay or no pay, pay is always better than no pay. I mean, we all like to have a paycheck, but if we don't get a paycheck, what do we do? Do we just fold up and say, well, I'm done, not ever going to serve the Lord? No, that's not the way full devotion operates. Full devotion stays on track. Full devotion stays up and running. And I think with a full-fledged attitude, a good attitude, even if you're not able to pay the bills that you want to pay out of the support that you receive, if you have to go out and get a job and go to work like Paul did making tents, nonetheless, you do that. You do it with heart. You do it with spirit. You do it with good attitude. You don't let that make you sour. You don't let it make you bitter. And I see that right here in the Apostle Paul. And that's why he says then in verse 13, that famous verse where he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. He's willing to uh, do without if he has to, but he's also willing to abound. So either way, he's serving the Lord. 
Now, what I've talked to you about today in all three of these passages here in Philippians is full devotion. That's the kind of devotion I hope I have, I want to have, I believe I have, but I want at the same time to encourage you in that direction, and I hope you have it already. And if you do, you'll rejoice with me in thinking about these passages. And if you're not quite there, step forward, make that kind of surrender to the Lord today, and let Him be first place in your life, in your work, in your ministry, and don't let the lack of support cause you to be sour. Well, dear friends, these are very instructive passages. I'd love to hear from you, so do write to me sometime soon. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I'll look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, do have a good rest of the day. God bless you, and we'll see you right here again tomorrow. Goodbye for now.